What's up, guys? Rachel Lindsay here, and I am teaming up with your favorite Ringer podcasters to deliver the Bravo drama and news that you've been craving on Morally Corrupt. It's the show about all things Bravo, from the housewives to summer house and everything in between. We'll be mentioning it all every week. Check it out on Spotify and theringer.com. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Welcome back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now, as I said last week, we're doing a series on this show with the biggest, baddest villains from reality TV. So this is part two of my conversation with Spencer Pratt. about the challenge like is the challenge scripted and i'm like it's not because the way that, that that the challenge works is like i mean reality is stranger than fiction and they put us in such this crazy artificial environment they, they take so much away from us they put us there for such a long period of time and they isolate you and they put this incredibly difficult game on top of that and and no phone calls no music no books no nothing like nuclear armageddon could take place you know in in, in america and we wouldn't know and just over time with the game and this pressure cooker, it creates all this drama and all this, you know, tension and all this, you know, all these sparks. Whereas I've always said this a lot of times with, with other shows where because you guys are basically living your own, your normal lives and you just kind of have to punch in every now and then. How much of the drama and how much of the storylines on on the hills were like manufactured or, or scripted as opposed to like real now? You coming in and you, you know, ruffling feathers. I mean, dude, that that's by design. I would still say that that's not a scripted thing. That is you really getting emotions out of people. But how many of the storylines were like, we want you to act like this. We want you to oh, say this. What percentage once, would you once say? Once I was in, you know, the rest, everything to do with Heidi and I, because nobody would film with us. We were like the, you know, once LC put us on the like blacklist, 
you know, no, we could only film with each other. So we just had a fake fight about this, fake fight about this. Oh, I'm, you know, getting, uh, you know, my balls cut off or whatever. So it was, it was all, all scripted and everything was manufactured. It was the biggest, that's why they ended it with the, like the set. Cause I think they really, cause in the end I was starting like a lawsuit against Viacom, you know, I think because it was so crazy fake takedown Heidi and Spencer level mm-hmm. that I think to protect themselves, they ended by saying, no, we said the show's fake. That's why we will have this sound stage and it pans away from Brody. Like I really, obviously it's a conspiracy thought, but it's just like, it's weird that all of a sudden they ended it that way because they knew what they did was so dirty. But the reality is that guy that worked on Princess of Malibu, he was my point man. He ended up being, we had a thing called Operation Upstage how to take the A storyline from LC from every episode. So, I mean, I was in the trenches and getting dirty and, you know, to get the A storyline with Sean Travis and we were plotting storylines. What could we do and ideas? So now you said, now you mentioned, you mentioned the infamous uh, LC blacklist and that all what stemmed from you saying that you were going to release a sex tape or releasing a sex no, tape or whatever. No, what happened no, with that? No. Okay. So clear, uh, so rewind, clear the air. Rewind. Yeah. Rewind. yeah rewind. Well, let's clear the air, man. <laughs> So she started beefing the second she saw my agenda of like, you know, upstaging her all due respect. She is as boring as paint drying. You know, you see me coming in like on fire, like, you know, grabbing the cameras. Like, I love this Faye. I love this juice. Like, not like, I'm on a TV show because I went to high school where they had a TV show and I dated... I, I took somebody's boyfriend and now they follow me to Hollywood, <laughs> which there's an audience for that, I guess, in 2004. Nowadays, you couldn't get a view on no. TikTok with that. No. So uh, I I had that like manic level, like, let's go. Let's make this a hit show. Like, let's be the biggest show ever. Uh, and then I had a contract that said if we ever hit five million viewers, I will get a million dollars. So that day, like you, you have a million dollars hanging over me and we're at like 3.5, 4, 3.5. I'm like, you know, so she do didn't something. like my, like, do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. She didn't like my frequency of, you know, like step up. Like if we were on a, a sports team, like I would have got her cut, you know, like she was the star they paid too much for like, Oh, that quarterback, I'll be on her. Like get off the field type energy. Like you, you do not deserve your contract with this team. Get out of here. We're going to get some fresh new blood. So she already didn't like that. And then she, she didn't like that. Heidi really and I are now in a relationship. Heidi and her live together. She wants Heidi to be up all night long eating pizza with her at 5am, which, Hey, I get that's, you know, but I'll never forget on Valentine's Day, she made Heidi stay with her. And, you know, now Heidi and I are in a serious relationship. She knows that. It's not big. She made Heidi stay with her till sunrise on Valentine's Day. She's like, you're leaving now? It's like, it's some, like, go to bed, bitch. Like, I'm going to go see my boyfriend. Like, and keep in mind, Heidi lived with her when she was with Jason mm-hmm. Waller for the whole season one and, you know, ate that and just dealt with all that. So it's not Sounds like, she, like she was jealous of your relationship. Duh. This girl was climbing into our bed on some creepy, like facts. I'm like, what is she like? What are you doing on the bed with us, girl? Like, nobody invited you. Um, so that, that's what it kicked off. So then here's what happens. They can spin this however they want. This is the worst. Cause some, you know, some random Google alert will pick this story up and they'll be like, Spencer talks sex tape. It's like, no, 
This is my life, people. I'm not still talking about LC. It's because I was tarnished with a lie that's in my Google. And I'll continue to mess with that search engine till we're up on the top with the truth. And this is between LC and Jason. So how I hear about this is how everybody else heard about this. TMZ sources. This you can go find this post that this was being shopped to what you know, this is back when you shop tapes, like you know, Kim, there's money, Paris, you know, you go shop it to Vivid or whatever. This is on TMZ.com being shopped. I'm like, oh wow. So I see this. Then I see Heidi go in the other room and I'm eavesdropping. You know, Heidi's she's in the other room, but I hear her going, We gotta go get it. We'll go. Oh, let's go break into his pad. I hear I'm like, break in. I'm connecting the dots, like, oh, this is real. So then I get Perez Hill and hits me up because you know, I'm I'm always telling him all sorts of scoops and everything, mm-hmm, trying to be. This mm-hmm. is he had the only website. This is before any other websites. And he's like, Is this true? And I'm like, Yeah, this is true. Like I'm I'm not about to lie for LC or Jason. I didn't leak anything. This is on TMZ. If you ask me as a source, is this true? I just heard Heidi in the other room on God went to the other room, but I hear, I'm not, I know what's, I hear things. I got good ears. Mm -hmm, So I'm mm -hmm. connecting the dots. So then they put it on me that I'm out there leaking this story because let's take Spencer down more. Jason's not on the show. They have a powwow with Jason's parents because they're friends. Elsie's parents are friends. And they're like, yo, end this. Everyone puts this on Spencer. And at the time, I'm like, put it on me. I don't give a fuck. You know, like, oh, yeah. like, and also big whoop. Like, <laughs> who cares what you have? Like, you think I care? You think, I, you know, so this isn't, this is drama. This is, this is like, who cares? Like, this is good. That's good for you guys. Like, that's awesome. Like, I, <sighs> so. So, okay. So, so the, how did that then? So then the so this conversation becomes me. He's in, this is the quote. They go and Heidi, she yells at Heidi, your boyfriend made sick rumors about me on. It's like, no, I didn't. Okay. The, like you're now lying on TV and you're trying to put that on Heidi. Well, do you see how, and I mean, again, just speaking from, I guess a producer's standpoint, I guess from, from, from Lauren, it's almost like they, they both had the same agenda, which was a, to make you look like an asshole. Okay. Um, and it wouldn't have been, listen, what makes a better storyline? Spencer, the villain from the show talking about this sex tape and leaking it or him getting secondary information from a, a, oh. a reputable source like TMZ and then just basically disseminating it that way. It's like, dude, from 1 million percent, you're already the villain. You're already in that role. It it, it it behooves them to make it out like that. And Elsie at the same time gets to paint you as this like evil piece of shit. So she's also, and she doesn't like you anyway. So it's like, you know. Win-win. No, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't like shocked. I was like, and I didn't care. Like, it's like, yeah. it's just real. Like if it had been a real show and you had given me a testimonial though, I would have burned the whole thing down. If I had had testimonials for a hundred episodes, they would have cut all these people off. They would have just recast it. They would have been like, just let's like, I would have aired out. Wait a second. You're I, I, I have what, how did I leak something? I didn't know about. Okay. Let's, let's, which, which did I have that? Oh, let's go. Let's rewind. Why didn't I get hit with a cease and desist? If I made up a rumor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I always said, I was like, bring a lie detector test. I'm not make. So once they said it was a rumor that I made up, that's when I like, just say that I leaked the facts. I'll go with that. But it's like, just own that's what you got. Like, I don't care, but don't call me some liar. 
did did you ever like I mean, was there ever a time when you and the producers kind of like because again, there's similarities, but there's also huge differences between the show that I do, because it's like we obviously never collaborate with the producers about anything. Was there ever any like discussion between you guys like this is what I'm going to do or you guys edited me like this. I'll play along. Nothing. So you didn't, so, 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 so you didn't know. So they were kind of doing this all, they were pulling strings behind the scenes. Oh yeah. And I was naive to think we were, I thought I was, we were on the team, but cause I didn't, here's the other biggest mistake that I did. I didn't watch the show. <laughs> I just, I just saw the first couple episodes the other day on tick, when I was making TikTok recaps on my TikTok. I never watched them. Why? Cause I was making so much money living the best life. I think yeah. I'm going to watch slow motion on wet Thursday nights. Like, I, like, let me go backwards in time. Like watching people's like, so, yeah, yeah. you know, that's the other thing. I was having so much fun. Heidi and I were living the like this was when fame was fun and there was events that were dope and there was no social media and like yeah. everything with the parties were cool and the dinners were great like that was the heyday how much how would you say um because i this is the question i get all the time has re social media in your opinion do you think it's been a net positive or a net negative for you know re just being being in the public spotlight H has it has it hindered or, or, or helped you more you think if they didn't play games with algorithms, it would be the best thing ever. Like if it was a straight shooter, like people get what they want to watch, you know, I would love it. Like when the algorithms aren't suspect, like when I got Snapchat of the year, I was getting 8 million views every day. Boom, boom, pop in. Couldn't have been more famous everywhere I go. People are coming up to me in the streets 10 times what television ever did. Love your Snapchat. Love your Snapchat. Watch you on Snapchat. Then all of a sudden algorithm just dead. I'm like, hit up Snapchat. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, are you doing swipe ups in your store? I'm like, excuse me. Like I sell crystals. I swipe up my store in Snapchat for Friday. Yeah. They're like, try not doing that or go to the business. We added business ads to snap business. I'm like, so it's like, Oh, pay yeah. to play, which yep. Hey, yep. they, they got to pay their bills. So, yeah. but I love social media when I feel like it's a fair. Okay. So, so aside, aside from that, aside from you being able to uh, use it as a tool for business and self-promotion, that sort of thing, I'm talking more about the, the, the ability now for people and for your fans to be able to reach out to you or haters or detractors to be able to like reach out to you in real time and not just reach out to you. There's been a very disturbing trend and you're kind of I think, and I say this all the time too, I thank God that social media did not exist back in my dark days because I had some dark days back then too because it was a different world we were living in then. I feel like reality television was still in its infancy. The Wild West things were, I think there were things that may have been socially acceptable then that are frowned upon now. But I guess just from, you know, the ease of, again, fan interactions, fans being able to reach out to you, say mean things, say nice things. Now they can like deplatform you. Do you think that aspect of social media, positive or negative? You know, for like a normal, like for my son, like I, he's like, I've already been, they have attempted to cancel me 1 million times. So like, I don't go on social media and like worry about anything. Cause obviously I'm not like a racist, bigot, anti-folk. Like, so I'll never put myself in a, you know, people, I, people can do whatever with their bodies and this and religion. Like I'll never be in that box where I could get, you know, deep platform. So I'm pretty bulletproof in that sense. Like let people do what they want to do type energy. 
But like, I still love TV more than any of these apps. If you told me I'm going to give you a TV show, but you have to give me your phones and you can never film yourself again, but we'll give you a TV show. I'll trade a TV power for like social media. Like I, people are like, Oh, TV's dead. It's like bull S H I T whatever you spell it. You can say um, shit, you know, you so can say the shit word. It's bull okay. Shit. TV is the most powerful thing. It still it is. has it magic. Is. It's in people's homes and it's like, oh, your TV. It's this. No, it's you know a, why? It, because here's and this the what matrix. I always say. The An influencer, you see these people now. It's like, oh, yeah, you got 10 million views on TikTok. Cool. What happens if TikTok disappears tomorrow? What happens if Instagram goes away tomorrow? What are you? Nothing. Whereas if you're someone who has who has fame outside of that, someone that has made a name for themselves outside of these social, these, these fly-by-night social media platforms and you actually have fame where you can be researched and you have like that, that to me, that's something that can't be taken away, right? That is something oh, that why, no matter that's why what- I'm literally on yeah. Zoom every day pitching TV shows. I, Give me a show with my yeah. cameras. <laughs> that's why I hate the Hills cast. They just literally ruined our reboot and they all phoned it in. And yeah, so we what had happened, a show. What happened they're with all, that? Pe- this is the problem with social media. All yeah. these people are out there all day long, image crafting their identities. Mm. So then when a camera comes on them, they're in their head so crazy thinking about all the comments or what was said last season or what somebody said on their story, responded, and they're in their head and da-da-da-da-da. You know, so that's the problem. These You have image crafting identity freaking delusions where, yeah. you know, you don't get like... who make a hit TV show. We could all be rich. Like that's why Jersey shore are the goats. They're out there. I don't watch the show. All due respect to Sally Ann, Sally Ann, you know, but you know, I know it's a hit because they're still getting, they're still getting checked. So it must be really good. The thing about you though, man, this is what I noticed about you. And again, it's, it's funny how many uh, different similarities I, I find in myself too. you while you're a cast member. Okay. You're, you think like a producer and a lot of times people always ask me like, why, how have you been cast on the challenge so many times? I've done 20 seasons. I've done more than anyone else, 16 years. And I'm like, because when I go into the show, when I go on to the challenge, I'm not there to collect the paycheck. I'm not just going to sit around and be like, I'm going to do what's asked of me. I'm like, all right, what can be done in this scene? When everyone's just sitting around, the camera guy's fucking around on his phone. What can we do to make a scene? What can we do to create a storyline? If we see something going on in the corner, two people like arguing or fighting, I don't let that go. I run, grab the cameras, and I'm like, you got to see this. There's some shit going down. I pulled them aside, and I'm like, just so you guys know, this is being talked about. Follow this storyline. And that's why they love me, because I think of myself as a producer first and then a cast member. And it's the same thing. I go into every season. I look at these guys not doing anything, and they're like, oh, man, why are you always starting shit? Why are you bringing little pink notes in females writing just to stir shit up in the house? I'm like, because... I want this show to be successful and I want this to be a good show. I want this to be a hit and I want, and without that, if you don't, if you just come in and just kind of sit back and let things happen, it's not going to. So it doesn't surprise me that if like you have cast members that are sitting there doing that and aren't out there and aren't trying to make things happen and aren't, you know, you know, uh, actually concerned with there being a good show, then there's no surprise that it wasn't, you know. And then they resent me and then they take that energy and try to make me into something. I'm not when they know it's like, no, I know what you guys really do when the cameras turn off, do that. I know what you really say about that person, do that. And then it's like, you're saying you're "Eh, you're so fake. Live your truth. I'm like, I'm fake. No, I'm literally trying to tell you to be real and I'm fake. And it's like, 
Thank God. You know, I'm actually happy because God is going to bless Heidi and myself with a TV show where I, I have people all around me that are, they want it and I will bring them in and I'll have a winning team and it's going to, people are going to look back and they're going to be like, wow, he was on the bad news bears. And now he's, he's they're winning the Super Bowls. It's like, so. And this is what I find frustrating because I see this on, I was actually, dude, I just interviewed Christine Quinn uh, from Selling Sunset. And same thing, like she, and I said this, I was like, dude, I see so many similarities be- between the two of us. And honestly, the two of you as well. Like there's just something about people that want to go on and they want to create friction. Not because it's like, this is who I am in my real life. This is because friction and 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 fish swimming against the stream is what people want to see. And she gets that like on her show now. And it's so funny because all the other cast members benefit from you, me, her, stir in the pot, run people the wrong way. And they can all sit back and be like, oh my God, what an asshole. How could he? But at the same time, they're benefiting from you doing that. And then they can then capitalize on talking shit or being like, oh my God, I can't, what an asshole. I can't believe he would do this. But in actuality, it's making the show better. And it's giving them a storyline and something to talk about. So that's where I like, I'll have beef even with Brody or whoever for life. All these people for years went back in the day when we were doing the Hills all they ever had to say in any interview or any magazine be like, you know, Spencer, there's a lot of it's for, you know, he has for the show, you know, and they don't even have to say it's fake. They'd be like, you know, Spencer knows what he's doing or, you know, instead of just like, oh, Spencer, you know, like, oh, now you guys are all in the skit, like, but you don't do your skit. It's you're just going to be a part of my skit, but not. So they all had so many opportunities to be like, you know, Spencer knows what's best for the show, you know, give me anything. And, you know, so it maybe is it is. you have before your time, bro. You can't, I mean, in a way it's almost like, dude, like, like you were in a lot of ways before your time. It took me a while to like figure that out and catch on. It seemed like you had that idea, like going in, which is, which is pretty impressive, dude. I don't think you get enough credit for that. You were just saying you're forever going to have this like beef with like Brody and like, I guess Frankie too, right? What happened to like, how did that riff begin? Cause that was still, that was on the Hills. Was that caused by the whole LC debacle yeah. or what? So now Brody and I are in, in a better place than, you know, the finale that didn't air, but he did apologize for, you know, how he played me out back in the day, you know, he just wanted to be, he just, like, we were best friends, teammates all the way through the whole thing, but he didn't want to be connected with the bad guy. And it was like, I'm not that type of friend. Like if he'd been the bad guy on the show, I would have been badder, you know, like, okay, that's what we're doing. And he's like, Err. so he just stepped aside and was like, no, that guy's crazy. You know, like he just wanted like, so people just want, he just want to be the good guy. And, you know, he admitted to that, you know, but that's fine. Cause he saved me. 10 plus years of being a, a friend of somebody who didn't deserve it. And, you know, I put a lot of energy into friends. So, uh, it's his loss, but yeah, there's just some people, you know, don't want to be connected with stuff that even though he knew it was all napped and I'm trying to get paid, like, wait, you literally know this is for the, us getting paid. You're getting paid because of what I'm doing. But now it's like, oh, I can't be Spencer. Oh. Do you feel like, do you feel that in the same way that Elsie kind of tried to get in between you and Heidi's relationship? Do you think she kind of tried to do the same oh, thing? Oh, she with you did and exactly that because she was, she made us so toxic that, like, you know, she's so much smarter than yeah. people ever gave her, you know, which, you know, that how she, she didn't play stupid, but she, like how I was saying, I'd play stupid which if I could rewind, never let her know I call paparazzi. Never never let anybody knew I'm doing any of this. Like I should have been full-on mastermind secret agent fame whore versus like, 
uh, self-awareness where everyone knew my plan be like, I should have been like calling the paparazzi and been like, Oh my God, the paparazzi are here. Oh, run out the back door, you know, have a different paparazzi in the back door. Oh, they're at the back door too. You know, like I should have done it that way. So do you feel like, have you always, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you seem like a pretty, uh, you seem like a, a, a pretty emotionally intelligent guy. Do you, are you into like EQs and like, and like, understanding the human condition, like that sort of thing, because you strike me as a type of person that is very good at getting a read on people and very good at understanding people and very good at understanding the human condition and why people do the things that they do. Do you feel like that's always kind of been like a skill set of yours? Well, you know, throughout growing up, my balance was either, do I want to be stupid famous or like a CIA Jason Bourne dude? So like, I was always like, ah, do I want to be born or do I want to be Tom? I'm going to morph uh, them. In. I'm going to morph them into one person. Know, so initially, for a while there, I was reaching out to the CIA and the NSA when I was so famous, being like, "Make me a deep cover operative. I'll be <laughs> the hated reality star, but you could put me in these other countries <laughs> doing like a mission." And like, I got an email back once from the NSA. Shut uh, up! I wish Shut I still had it. Yeah, up, and it dude. was like. What would your, uh, what's your proposal? And I was like, I'm pretty, I think I didn't write it good enough back, but I was like, you know, get the bad guys, fools. What do you think? <laughs> you know, but so like that was, you couldn't have made, the problem is you couldn't have made a reality television show out of the Spencer. You would have actually had to have done this in secret. Yeah. But like, what if, like, what if all of a sudden I Snapchat, look at this terrorist just got shot. Oh my God. <laughs> I saw the dude run by crazy. So I would be like first on scene and been like, whoa, what keeps happening? These terrorists keep why dying. Is, why is Spencer always in the room yeah. on Snapchat when a terrorist goes down? Yeah. Like nobody this sounds like, like oh. some team America world police. Yeah, like, type nobody shit. would have been like, oh, Spencer's killing the terrorists. I'd be like, that fool is such a fame hungry. Like he's looking for terrorists to like die next to. I can't believe it didn't work out, man. I am I am fucking shocked. I think I just didn't fall through with the pitch. But no, going back to what I was, the reason I was asking is because do you feel like sometimes, like now you see, like you said, your your cast members are now kind of coming around and they're like, oh, well, maybe we should have been more like this and maybe we should have taken oh, oh, more oh, interest. Oh, let's be clear. No, they aren't. They're, they're not. All, they're... <laughs> So what no. do they blame? So then what do they blame then the show not being and They don't even think successful. like this. They're like, we don't need MTV. We don't need, I'm like, you don't need MTV. They're like, we have, we have, we can do our own thing on YouTube. I'm like, you, YouTube, like, good luck. Good luck. When are you going to join David Dobrik's crew? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I literally have heard this. I'm like, my God. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, 
you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Now, listen, obviously you're probably best known besides obviously now, but as, as uh, you're, you know, the hummingbird whisperer and Snapchat and the Hills is where you're best known. But I would argue that you truly rose to villain immortality when you did the show, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I would say I then rivaled it when I did Celebrity Big Brother twice in England. Because in England, I had the trash men driving trash trucks yelling out the window like, Sporty! Like, I never felt that type of juice honking the but trash I'm saying, What I'm saying oh, is yeah, that the vi- jungle, the jungle, here's the backstory of the jungle. Well, Holy they drug, shit. They, they drugged me. They like, drugged they, you? Oh, I got drugged. I'll tell you what happened. Okay. So. This is when we are the most famous Spidey's ever been. It's yep. called I'm a Celebrity. I'm a cele- yep. Get, Get me, me out of here. here. Yep. So we're hanging out with the president of NBC. Shout out. He's no longer. This guy, Ben Silverman. He's taking us to dinner. He's whining and dining us. Again, I'm getting played. I didn't see the, I didn't see the con here. Uh, so he's like, I want to launch this new show on NBC. The biggest splash ever. Have you guys be I'm like, oh, there's no way we could do it. Like we're locked in. And he's like, I'm calling MTV. I'm like, they're never going to let you do it. So, cause they told me, no, they stopped me from being on Dancing with Stars. They're like, you can't yeah. go on other shows. So this dude pulls the biggest string. He gives them MTV the first right to air right after it ends on NBC. And he gives it to Viacom. Like, we'll give it to you for free so that he gets the deal done. Wow. So I'm like, dude, we're not going to the jungle for 30 grand. Like this one, we're making 110 an episode each. We're getting money for all appearances. Also, I'm not built for the jungle. Like, you know, I didn't end up being born. So, uh, we're like, okay, at this fancy dinner, we'll go, but we'll get just as much press. And right when we get there, we'll just say, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And you just have two new people lined up. So we'll just get you that press thing. Oh, Heidi and Spencer couldn't cut it in 24 hours. He's like, great, great. He's like, great. Ha ha. Okay. (laughs) So I think we get there. They take your passports. They take your IDs. All of a sudden you're on a helicopter you're flying out. I got Janice Dickinson grabbing the helicopter pilot over the jungle, shaking him. I'm like, oh, this is already going sideways. This is a bad idea. We land in the middle of some jungle. So that day, we do the day, we, you know, get the night, and we go to the little booth. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Nothing. Nobody comes. I'm like, fuck. Hey, come back. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Because that's like, now it's like, that's like the code the word. That's like the That's safe the word. Yeah. So they keep, we keep doing it. I'm like, I, and they're like, hmm, nope. 
nobody's responding. I'm just talking. So now I'm like kind of starting to freak out. Like, oh, so I get my first dinner, just beans and rice. I'm like, oh, uh, this, I don't eat this. What? There's no protein here. Uh, um, so well, there is protein in beans. And if you're a vegan, um, <laughs> so then, uh, then they're like, okay, go clean the, 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 the toilet, like carry out the bucket of poop. And I'm like human poop. I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. So then they're like, Spencer, please see the medical, uh, the medical in the medical tent is the only interaction you can. So I go to the medical tent and they're like, here you go, Spencer. And we have, they have a hot plate of food for me, like a secret hot plate of country thing. I'm going to calm down. I'm like, you think this, I'm, we're out of here. And yeah. then like, the guy's like, I don't know. And he's like, take one of these. I'm like, what's this? It's like, it'll help you. I'm like, this looks like a Zanny bar fool. Like you give me Zanny bars in the jungle. Like this ain't going to calm me down. And he's like, just take this. I'm like, what okay. if it was Molly? What if it was you know? Molly, dude, that would have been, that would have made it, that would have made it tolerable. I was like, these fools are giving me Zanny bars in the jungle thinking it's going to calm me down. Like I have ADHD. This, it's like me in college. Somebody, a doctor gave me Adderall. I slept for like three days. Like I missed four tests. Like it doesn't work the way it's supposed to work with me. So next thing you know, I'm high off Xanax that their doctor gave me. I'm climbing the trees, covering camera. They didn't even show all my real next level stuff. I took shirts. I covered every camera in the jungle. So I was like, show's over, like fully snapping. And four days of this, we're, like I'm trying to quit the show. They're not showing any of that. So yeah, it looks like I'm, not. Yeah. you know, going nuts. But it's like, we didn't get paid to be here for four days. We got paid to be here one day. So then they even air a scene where I'm yelling. They put the president of NBC on a call with me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we're too rich and famous to be on the show. Everyone's like, oh, my God. It's like, this is facts. Like, all yeah. due respect, none of you in the jungle. I've never seen any of you. Like, yeah. we're the most, yeah, maybe 15 minutes of fame, whatever. But we're the peak 15 right now with a bunch of randos in the jungle. So they're like, oh, you're too. I'm like, yeah, I don't know you. No, no, now it's cracking off with everyone. So then you only get one product that you can bring in. Heidi had a dry shampoo line that was going to be on QVC. Nobody knew about dry shampoo. We were about to kick the dry shampoo game. So we didn't bring, you know, anything but this dry shampoo. And when I, we were in the tent talking, those two comedian ladies ripped off all the logos for the, like the dry shampoo. And I come out and they're Stop. spraying the dry shampoo. I'm like, Oh my God, that's my checks from QVC. So like the audience thinks I'm extra crazy that I'm losing yeah. it for Heidi's yeah. dry shampoo. But I'm like, this is why I'm in the jungle for that dry wow. shampoo. Wow. So, you know, yeah, I definitely lost it in there, but they were giving me, Zan I ended up getting paid handsomely for the kidnapping that they put us in. But here's the craziest part. If I could do it again. So then Heidi got an ulcer from eating the rat's tails and the scorpions. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So then well, she's, in protein. The, she's in the hospital and we're in the hospital and I get a call from like the head of WME and NBC. And they're like, we will give you $875,000 right now to go back into the jungle without Heidi. I'm like, Heidi's like, you know, like on oxygen, Coma. like, you know, like in Costa Rican hospital. Like if I was a true monster, I would have like gone in a perfect world, I would have reset. I've been like, look, when Heidi's at the Four Seasons mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we got her all, I'll get right back in there for that age. But I was so reckless energy, hadn't slept in four days. I was like, F you, da, da. So I end up going back in with Heidi. We're like, I'll wait. Heidi and I go back in. And then they put us in this torture chamber and we did it. You know, 
it was insane. But this was peak television, craziest thing anyone's ever seen. But yeah, I would say that was, Dude. you know, I was fighting with everybody. I mean, and how much, and here's the other thing. So I had a, again, similar experience to that we did a show on the challenge called the Island. All right. And same thing. They told us before going on the Island, they were like, listen, it's going to be a challenge, but think more survivor. You're going to have limited food and shelter. So we're thinking like, all right, we're going to go on. We're going to have limited food and shelter. What they meant was every three days, we're going to fly by in an airplane, drop a box in the water. You have to swim out, retrieve it, open it up. And our food was a fish this big that we had to portion out between 30 people to last us three days. A little bit of rice, nothing. I mean, do we, we were starving, bro. We were, we were dropping a pound of, I lost 26 pounds in a month. And what that did to me mentally and like what, like, when, until you actually are like starving, because we were, we were slowly dying until you're in that with the mosquitoes and dude, again, not eating, being in the sun, not being able to shower. We had to shower with rainwater. Okay. Like we had to wait till it rained. It would go in this collection bin and that would be our only way to shower. The girls didn't get the memo that it's like, yo, rinse in and get out. These girls are full on shampooing and conditioning their hair with rainwater. And we're like, guys, we got to make it last. So like I lost it, dude. And, and that's, and I always say of all the challenges that I've done, if I could like take one away and if I could erase one season, it would be the Island. And yeah, I was younger and yeah, I was an asshole. And like, you know, I, I probably was immature and I thought things were cool that I don't necessarily anymore, but people don't understand when you are in the, living in those conditions and you're that miserable that it's like, you're going to say things, you're going to do things. You're going to be a version of yourself that you wouldn't normally be. And that's, I mean, that's what it looked like. Also, you guys look 24 miserable. hours. Yeah. And then they take your craziest nappy moments of 24 yeah. hours. Like I was probably chill for at least, you yeah. know, 12 of those hours. But, uh, that's why big brother, uh, UK, that was the realest show after doing that. It made me realize, man, if I had been older, I could have done the jungle so much. Like nowadays pre not being a dad, if I wasn't a dad, I could have done the jungle and I also didn't appreciate network television. I was naive at that point. I lost that. I got so famous off MTV at its peak time that I didn't appreciate the power of being on NBC five nights a week for a month. Like, so if I had a time machine with Heidi, well, they played us because we shouldn't, if they had started with 875 grand each, whatever I would have four weeks, let's do it. But yeah. 30 grand for four weeks no. to get uh, that math doesn't add up. No. That was like, they're like pay to play or uh, favored nations. Like BS. Yep. I learned you could do a production deal with me on the exact side. side deal. Yeah. 100%. Side and I, it's like, yeah, yep. 30 for that. And a million over here. Yeah. It's like MTV. That's another thing MTV did back in the Hills days that we had two spinoffs. They paid all the way out for us to eat shit. Like they never aired it. We never shot it, but we did two, six episode, one, eight, episode, like where we got, okay. We made you the worst people in America. But here you go. Here's a spinoff that we actually won't shoot. They did the same thing to me, me and you. Remember when we did uh, oh. that, that pilot together? And I was like, yeah, well, I was supposed to do this. They they squashed it, gave me a production deal. And, and this is what it, you're like. They did the exact same thing to me. It's almost like, shut up. Here's some money. Yeah. 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 And then Kelly, why even have us go out there? Like I, we could have FaceTimed somebody. Yeah. Um. So now after, after you did, um, after you did, uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Uh, you went on Al Roker, right. And I watched that interview and I mean, dude, that's some, uh, you handled yourself so well, but that he was obviously that was a hit piece, but you made a really interesting distinction 
when he asked you, do you want to be a villain? And you were like, listen, yeah, on TV, I want to be a villain. But in real life, I want to be a hero. Like, explain that. Like, so on, on TV, you want to be one version of yourself, but then you don't. That's not who you are in reality. Correct. So like you said about a villain, there's different kinds of villains. I feel like a villain now is somebody who literally seeks the truth out of people. And it's like, oh, you're targeting that person. Like all I ever wanted to do on TV was like, get the best out of everybody. And most of these people are awful. So if having to stoke the fire to get awful people to show their true colors, because my biggest problem with people on television is everyone has so much like, like, yeah, there's versions of me, but like, I will try to always give you a real, like, like in real life, I wouldn't even talk to you, Audrina, but, and if I'm getting paid to talk to you, you're going to get a version of how I would really like, you know, I'm not going to pretend how I would talk to you. I don't know. It's such a, I'm not a psychologist. They call but, that living your truth. They call yeah, that living so, your truth. Yeah. You know, and all these people on television in the jungle, all those people were fake. They were all there to try to like rebrand their image. Mm -hmm. The fakest one ended up winning. Good for him. Lou Diamond Phillips. But he was the worst person. And I was like, La Bamba? But he, was, he was the worst <laughs> you person. You lost to La Bamba, to Frankie yeah. Valley. Oh, he played it. it. He played yeah. it so good. You know, that's that's the problem. These fake people win. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so sometimes it takes a villain. And I did that. In the Big Brother All Stars, this guy that was so playing the game so fake, but I knew he was secretly hated everybody, and I got him to finally snap, and I was like, "Ha ha! There is the like everyone gotcha. loved this dude. I got you. There he is." And I knew the guy from Game of Thrones, the the ice, the 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 Wall Watcher King. Mm -hmm. um, but. So, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking back then. I was probably still coming off whatever they drug me on. So who knows what that, that quote. But I'm but. just saying, but what I'm saying is because I, I often make this distinction. I'm like, listen, the guy that you're talking to right now, the, 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 the Johnny Bananas that you're doing this interview with would not survive in the challenge house. All right. I feel like when I go off to the challenge, I literally you have to be a larger than life, more in your face, over the top, aggressive, sarcastic diabolical version of yourself, right? And now while we come from two different worlds, I almost feel like it's kind of the same with you where it's like, while I'm looking at, I need to do this to survive in the show, you're looking at it like, I need to do this to have the show survive, right? I was right. I told everybody on the Hills, this is a wrap for us. If you guys, what happens? They get canceled. The whole the whole season, I'm telling everybody that. Fancy, you're so negative. People love the Hills. We have a fan base. I'm like, you do? I've never seen them. I haven't met them. Uh, where? Please introduce me. Um, so I was telling fools and they, you know, ha ha ha. I can't wait to have the last laugh of the new show that I'm manifesting this moment. But so the other thing, a producer told me years ago, back day one, whatever, however he worded, I'm misquoting it. He was like, if this is your TV, what somebody's seeing in like a two dimensional version has to be so much bigger than what you and I are doing because you're right in front of my face in this what fourth dimensional version of yourself. So you have to be so much bigger as a personality and on in front of the camera because it's going into a box where somebody who's in real life has to then leave a real life and want to, you know, he worded it way. Yeah, yeah no, precise, I get it though. No, I like, get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Well, in a way, but that's what is necessary to be on TV because a lot of times the version of me that's out like the 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 Spencer that's 
taking his, you know, you're, you're taking your kid to the park and, 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 and feeding hummingbirds and all that. Like in a lot of ways, when it comes to TV, especially in this day and age, that guy would not be who people wanted to watch, who people would want to watch. They'd want to watch not the hero version of you. They want to watch the, 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 the real life hero version. As you said, the villain, the reality television villain aspect of you. So Brody got it killed, but during the pandemic, the best version of the Hills that would ever happen, they were all going to put us in a cabin in Montana and do Shit. like where everyone has to do six weeks there. Oh, God. And I literally would have burned the house down on these Dude. people, you know, cause I yeah. would have got them yeah. all to crack, fold, yep. Yep. all their weaknesses. They all would have gone down. Cause after you do like 50 days in big brother twice with British people who are there to British people are built differently. They get it. They, it was the best house to ever be in to see what it takes to really be like entertaining. And they call it, they call it panto in England, like pantomime. So they get the whole villain. Yep. Good guy. They, the audience yes. is in it. Oh, he's panto. Yep. Oh, wow. It's, oh, he's just pulling the pits. It's just like that energy is so amazing. So Heidi and I destroyed, we won it. It was rigged. The the owner of the uh-huh. network told me they literally rigged it to make the guy that beat us, who got number one, to be the host of the show after because he's British. But we killed that show. We were at war with the whole house. It got so crazy that they would all of a sudden drop the doors and be like, Heidi and Spencer, get to your room because they thought the whole house was going to like murder us. And they would drop these doors and they'd have this like behind these like metal curtains and like, like, and have the cast calm, like that housemates calm down. Cause I mean, we were, we would do things with tasks where everyone would get a phone call with their families. And if Heidi and I would separate and we're like, we don't care if you talk to your families, like we're not separating. And everyone would like lost, you know, like we played the game. Like, yeah, everyone thought we were the biggest monster villains in England. Like they didn't get to come. It's like, don't do a show if you can't call home. Like that's, that wasn't, we guarantee, you know, so. That's the point. If you go into these shows and I would have been incredible on the challenge. They just offered me for the all like challenge, whatever it was called. Like the champ stars, champ stars for eight weeks to do that. It was like 70 grand. I was like, yeah. yo, I could no sell shot. eight weeks. I could sell crystals, crystals all day long and, and eat ribeye. So I would love to do. That's the problem with all these would have people. Been fun. Though, would have say, been fun, man. Would have been fun to see you on there. Well, I'm trying to get us on the, either the amazing race we got to do. Or I can't even believe now they have this MB or CBS. They got network television challenge. Challenge, I know, dude. Why are they player hating you and not putting you on the Big Brother house, buddy? No, why are they player hating me and not putting me on the challenge? No, I mean that I can play pretend, but Big Brother would be a no brainer. So I, so remember when me and you did that WTFness thing? The reason that they had me do that is because they squashed. Big Brother. I was supposed to do Celebrity Big Brother and they said no. So instead we're going to let you do this. When it was just really just a way to just shut me up. Because it's too similar. It's too like the challenge and Big Brother are according to them at the time were too similar. But guess what? I've been I've been away from the game long enough to where my exclusivities run out and I can do, I'm a free agent. I can do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want. So so, so why why don't they want you on the challenge? Because you're too good? No, 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 no. No, the CBS challenge, one that's coming out now. Dude, there's been a lot of Dude, it's nobody understands why, but the CBS show, there's no one from the challenge on the CBS version. I think because they, you guys are too good. I would imagine you come in and just smoke these fools. Well, I don't know what the, it makes no sense. Let's do a show called The Challenge on our sister network, hosted by TJ Lavin with nobody who's ever been on the challenge before. It's weird. 
It's weird, Good man. for TJ Lavin. Talk yes. about he shout out. I would say he killed the hardest, but then you look at Rob Deirdrick, who has like a billion dollars from Rob. Like I remember Robin Big. Like I watched Robin Big, and I'm like, you told me this dude was going to be a billionaire. I'm yeah, like, maybe Big. Like he's going to jack some fool. But yeah, um, yeah, it's good. It's impressive, man. Deirdrick. Oh my! I mean, God. that's what happens. I guess if you get a show that MTV plays on repeat for ninety percent of their programming. You get a paycheck or, in there. This is why I always say why the Kardashians are the Kardashians. If you get Comcast to literally only play Kardashians for yep. 14 years on a network, like you're going to be billionaires too. Like that's, I never had a conglomerate ever back me. It's been them trying to be against me always. Heidi spent $3 million on her album. She was with what Asylum. Yeah, Todd Moskowitz, the biggest music label exec ever calling over MTV. Like, we're going to get behind this Warner music group. Da, da, da. And they're like, no, no Heidi music on MTV. It's like, she has a $3 million album. Warner brothers behind it. And you're not. And now they got all due respect to old boy. Brandon on Siesta key. I'm, he's on there more than Lil Wayne, like freaking on MTV. I'm like, Oh, so it's cool for them to pump Brandon. Every episode. Siesta key new album. Like, gosh, makes no game. sense, bro. Listen, if you, if you tried, if you tried to have me figure out, why the network makes some of the decisions that they do, I would have a better time understanding quantum physics, okay? Because it makes no sense. Um, last thing, if you could go back, because I always say this about myself, when I look back at myself, like especially like I said on the island, when I had my, you know, my 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 dark days, the thing that that's been a blessing, I think, about television and about reality TV is it's given me an opportunity to see myself from a perspective that people rarely get to see, right? But I get to look back at 24, 23, 22-year-old version of me and be like, if I could do it again, this is what I'm what I would change. If you could tell that version of yourself back in the day, if you could give if you could give Spencer from back in the day some advice, what would you tell him? I would first off, I would have had a journal. I would have taken notes every day. I would have like everybody that crossed me, I would like have how they did it. You know, I would have the freaking hit list on fools. Like, cause I know I can't even remember how many people played me. I would like to have that documented. So I, I know my revenge list. Uh, and then also I would have just been so much more professional, even though I, I would have treated it like Tom Brady treats the NFL. You know, I would have never drank. I would have pretended I was drunk. I would have, mm -hmm. you know, I'll be taking shots at the bar of all water, everyone was, oh, he's wasted. I would have acted like I was wasted, but really like I would have been yeah. like an operator. So it's like, I did it so close to there, but it's like at the end of the day, I was still young and thought I knew everything and I was smart. And I wouldn't, even though these bridges, I, some of them were inevitable to burn. I would have tried my hardest never to burn any bridges. I would have gone to weekly fake lunches with all these people that have the fake lunches. I would have done fake drinks. I would have, you know, so I'll have my Rolodex. So I would have so many favors to call in. I, I, I would have got up early. I would have treated it like a pro athlete, like a Tom Brady. Like, you know, I, I was more of like, a, like if we're talking like a, like the star. They like was too good. They're like I, I was like a Johnny Manziel, you know. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you know where I was like Heisman came in too hot, but I got into the lifestyle. I got caught up. Like I would have definitely just got gone after every single check. Like how Kim K did. Like there was never should have never been a check. I said no to. Listen, dude. You I, I don't honestly, man. Just after talking to you, with, I mean, 
you what you have today, man, everything that you have, this image, you created that, man. So I just want to say that, like, yeah, we can always look back and be like, I should have, should have, could have, would have, should have done this. But think about it, dude. Had you been a different version of yourself and more slick or more buttoned up or more like professional, then who knows, dude, it, it, your path might not have gone in the direction that it did. So I think everything happened for a reason, man. And like I said, I think that you were like before your time when it comes to reality television. And while villains get this like horrible edit and it's like, oh, the villain, the villain. It's like, yeah, well, guess what? Without the villain, TV doesn't exist. Rest Without a heel, wrestling doesn't exist. Without Spencer Pratt, the hills doesn't exist. So, you know, live and learn. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I think I think uh, that was who you were, man. That was the, 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 the true version of yourself. And I think whether people liked it or not, they could at least respect the fact that you were being you. And there's this quote that's either it says, uh, we can't run from who we are. Our destiny chooses us. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I would have been more insane. Like I just, but like, I'm like, I think I just I more Jason Bourne with it. Yeah. Like I would have killed those terrorists. Like I would have, I would have been like, here's the plan. And I say, I got this guy on the, you know, so yeah, no, I, at the end of the day, nobody ever handed Heidi and I, the like all these people that you see are so famous. They yeah they were Kim were but they all got a magic the golden ticket to Willy Wonka. No one ever said here's the golden ticket to Willy Wonka. So like we've been cutting the line, climbing yeah. over the wall, going under this like so that's the thing we have that we earn. Whether you can say oh it's like a lot of people want to be famous and they even give them the ticket and they can't pull it off and so and. I think self-awareness is the most powerful thing. And that is what I would say 99% of the people you see in fame don't have. They're all fucking, they're gone, you know, like. Because they didn't earn it. I can relate where it's like, I came on, I didn't know shit about TV. I just knew when I going on, I was like, I want to have a name that stands out. I want to brand myself. And I want to be the guy that goes in day one and rubs every person the wrong way, dude. Because that's how I've always been. My dad to this day tells me, he goes, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you found the cheat code in life, but you took this mischievous nature of yours that you were always getting sent to the principal's office and in trouble in school and you know yelled at, whatever. And you've now somehow managed to roll that into like a career. And there aren't many people out there that could do that, dude. And 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 you are, like I said, man, I can't I can't give you enough credit for, for doing what you've done. And then like you, you know, the businesses you have on the side, like you said, you know, the crystals and how successful you've been on social media, it's like. Dude, that's that that takes talent, man, and that takes a lot of drive and a lot of hard work, and I and I admire you for it. So, well, I had the most fun ever. For everyone out there, if people want to buy your crystals, if they want to follow you on social media, if they want to keep up with your crazy ass, how do they do that? Just buy the crystals. That's all I need from you. Even if it's just a gag to send to somebody to troll them, go to prattdaddy.com. It's the best crystal you'll ever wear, guaranteed. So just. It's a great gift. It's, who's not going to be like, oh my now, God, guys, now, we're talking about crystals like the stones, not, not the drugs. We're not, we're not trying to sell drugs on here. Uh, they are energy drugs. These are, these are, <laughs> they are energy, you know, these are, there's people that get high off of credit.com crystals. All right. All uh, right, man. Just don't, don't break them up and try to smoke them. Put them on your third eye. That's that'll, that, that won't, that will not help. That will not yeah. work. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, brother, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you telling the story. I got to say, 
you are you're an onion, bro. There's a lot of layers to you. And oh, I got we, we haven't even scratched. Well, that'll, that'll be for next episode. <laughs> oh my god, we're, we're just on the we're just on the cliff just, notes. Just scratch the surface. Player. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you for stopping by the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine and villains instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah and I love you. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.